all the same. Praise the Lord. It was supposed to be a 15, 20 minutes journey, but it's been over three hours. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you in the precious name of Jesus for your word. The Bible says that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. I'm trusting you tonight, Holy Ghost, the great teacher, the very powerhouse of God, that you speak through my mouth, that you think through my mind, that you will unveil and reveal the word of life to us. Speak to our hearts today, Lord. We trust you that there will be indeed a mighty move of the Spirit of God in our midst. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are so good and your mercies endure forever. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Well, if you don't mind, lift your hands and just praise God with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We give you thanks. Oh, we thank you, Lord. For you are good. Your mercies endure forever. We bless your name, Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, let's just read together from Psalm 89 in the time that we have left. Psalm 89 is one of the themes, the theme scripture for this for these, um, conference, Psalm 89, verses 15. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 89, verses 15 and 16. Shouts of joy, streams of joy, shouts of joy. Did you come with your shouting shoes tonight? Praise the Lord. Psalm 89, verses 15 and 16. The word of God says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. Do you know the joyful sound? If you know it, let me hear the joyful sound. Praise God. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all day long. And in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Verse 17 says, For thou art the glory of their strength, the glory of their strength, the source of our strength. And you know the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So this is adding up right now. It says, For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor our horn shall be exalted. Verse 18 says, For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Say with me, the Lord is my defense. Say with me, the glory of the Lord is my strength. He is my joy is the rejoicing of my heart i'm blessed say with me i'm blessed shout it loud i'm blessed hallelujah the young's translation says all the happiness of people knowing the shout <laughs> there is something he calls the shout the happiness, the joy of people that, knowing, that know the shout. O Jehovah, in the light of thy face, they shall walk habitually. 
Fenton translation says, In your name they shall laugh all day long. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. We laugh in his name all day long. Not because there are no troubles, not because there are no mountains, not because there are no challenges, but there is the glory of our strength. Amen. We know the shout of victory. We know the sound of rejoicing. You see, um, I'll get to that in a short bit. Let me read one more translation. Thank you, Lord. Blessed are the people who learn to acclaim you or to proclaim your name. He says, they walk in the light of your presence, Yahweh. You know, when you walk in the light, there is no occasion of stumbling to you. There may be challenges and troubles, but you won't stumble and you won't fall. You may face difficulties like every other person, but you always have a smile. There will always be a laughter about you, a joy, a radiance about you. And I'll tell you why that is so. You see, the Bible says concerning us, the Word of God says that we are a people that know the shout of praise. And because we know that shout, we are never perplexed or troubled by the circumstances of life. The challenges of life may come, but you know what? They don't ruffle our feathers. Amen? We are never ruffled. In spite of where we are, in spite of what it looks like, in spite of the storms that are raging, in spite of the fact that we haven't seen light in 14 days, and there's been a terrible storm, and it looks like everything is lost, and the sea is raging, and, the, and is beating upon the boat. It looks like the lives of everyone, and all that we stood for, and all we stand for is going to be lost. You know what Paul said in the middle of that? He said, cheer up, brethren, for I know him whose I am, and I know him whom I serve. He said, cheer up. In the middle of a storm, who cheers up in the middle of a storm? That's when you want to write your last will and testament. That's when you remember to call your mom and say, Oh mom, I'm not coming back this time. The storm has taken me. He said, cheer up. I'm telling you tonight to cheer up. I have a word from God. The Lord told me to say to you that this is the time for harvest. That's what he told me in my heart. That this is the time for harvest. And harvest time is not sorrow time. Woo! Glory to God. Harvest time is rejoicing time. Harvest time is cheering time. Harvest time is gathering in the spoils. Harvest time is giving the shout of praise. Yeah, that is what it is. It's not sorrow time. It's not down time. You are not down and out. This is the time to rejoice and be glad. This is the time to cheer up and cheer up and shout the victory. For the harvest is now. Amen. I used to wonder why Brother Higgin, Reverend Kenneth Higgin used to say this. I didn't really understand why. 
why he would say that the word of God that you are excited about is the one that will work for you. I never understood it. Why would he say it's the word of God I'm excited about that will work for me, that will do me good? Well, because the whole Bible is available to us, isn't it? And the Bible says to us in 2 Corinthians 1.20 that all the promises of God in him are yes and amen to the glory of God by us. So all the promises of God have the signature of God upon them that the promises will be fulfilled if we will hold on to them. How come of me to have to rejoice or be glad about a particular part of God's word in order for that part of God's word to work for me? You know that if the entire Bible was working for you and I, or we were working in the light of the entire Bible, you know that our stories would be slightly different from what it is like today. How many people understand what I'm saying? But then he will say that it is the part of God's word you are excited about that will do you good. And I used to wonder, why does this man say this? Well, let's share along that line this night so that we can really rejoice and be glad and know why we do rejoice and why we should cheer up and why we should be glad and why this is not just um, um, mere kangaroo hops and we're not just shouting because we don't have something else to do with our time. Why are we not sorrowing? How come it is streams of joy? How? Why is it streams of joy? Why is it shouts of joy? We'll find out from God's word. Jeremiah 15 is a good place to start. Or Romans 15. Let's start from Romans 15. Romans chapter 15 and I'll read verse 13. I, I want to find out why I need to rejoice at God's word, at what he has said. Romans 15. Can you read with me verse 13? It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy. Somebody say all joy. Notice this a little joy. Amen. It says fill you with all joy. All joy. Does anybody have all joy tonight? Is your tank full of joy? Or is it full of worries and sorrow? Or is it full of the troubles of Lagos traffic? What are you full in your tank with? What is your tank full of tonight? It says, God fill you with all joy and peace in believing. In believing. So in believing, we are to be filled with all joy and peace. In other words, your believing is not complete until you are full of joy. Amen. I can see the people who are believing in this house tonight. I can see it on their faces. Amen. It says your believing is not complete until you are filled with all joy. Because your believer needs to walk with joy. Let me say it this way. The battery that runs your believer is joy. The fuel that propels your believer is joy. If there is no joy in your believing mixture, it's not yet complete. If the equation doesn't have joy and you say you are believing, I really don't believe you. There is no believing without joy. There is no sad believing. There is no sorrowful believing. There is no believing and some sorrow. 
You say, I believe. I believe God. I really believe God. I believe God. I'm, I'm, I'm full of faith right now. No, if you are full of faith, I'll see it on your countenance. Did you read with me Psalm 89? What it says about those who really believe God and put their trust in Him. How their countenance is different. How is the glory of their strength. How they will praise His name all day long. How the name of Jesus thrills their hearts. Why? It's because they believe. If you truly believe, we will know by your countenance. The streams of joy will flow through you. You will have a joy and a radiance about you, about your life, about your disposition, about your attitude towards life. Your attitude will be different from other people's attitude. You'll face the same challenges. You'll face the same troubles. You'll face the same oppositions. But your attitude will be different. You won't be edgy. You won't be disgusted. You won't be touchy and resentful. You won't be uh, angry all the time. Amen. Look at your neighbor's face. If they look a little bit angry, tell them, well, are you really believing God? Are you really believing God? Are you really in faith? Are you believing tonight? There will be a joy about your life if you really believe God. Now, let's go to Jeremiah 15. I'll just read. I mean, our time is really pressed. So, I just jumped into it. I was going to teach a little bit more. But then, let's just go ahead into it. Jeremiah 15 and verse 16 says, It says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. I ate them. This is what happens to people who are full of the word. They find the word. They eat the word. <laughs> and the word turns into joy on their inside. It says, I found your word. I ate your words. And your word was to me my joy. And the rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord of hosts. He says, may the God of all hope fill you with joy in believing. Now, Jeremiah says, I found your word and I ate them. So if you find God's word, this is my point. If you find the word of God for your situation, if you find the word of God for your life, if you find the word of God for your destiny and you truly ate them, that means you took it seriously. Amen. You know. For you to eat something, it means you took the thing seriously. If you ate a bowl of eba this afternoon, you took the eba very seriously. You weren't joking with it. But you know you don't swallow chewing gum, right? You are not taking it too seriously, amen? But if it's eba and you are hungry, you eat it and swallow it and let all of it get into the destination. The Bible says if you find God's word and you truly eat God's word, it will turn to joy and the rejoicing of your heart. You really can't find God's word and believe God's word and still be full of sorrow. It, do, it can't be. You really cannot be believing God actively and you will not have a countenance that shows it or have a disposition that lets us see that this person truly believes God. Look, the thing about believing God and rejoicing is this. David went to the same battle that the children of Israel went to. 
The armies of Saul went to the same battle as David. The armies of Saul saw a Goliath that was 10 feet tall, that was a man of war from his youth, and how he was going to kill them and feed their flesh to the birds of the air. They were all faced with the same thing. David showed up the same Goliath. Nothing has changed. Listen to me. The scenery may look the same, but your believing and your joy will make a difference. The same Goliath they saw was the one David saw. They were perplexed. <laughs> they were sorrowful. Oh, they would go home every day. Imagine warriors, men of war. They go home every day and they tell stories to their children and their wife. Oh, you need to see Goliath. That guy is a monster. The economy in Nigeria is a monster. Lagos, Lagos situation will eat you up. It will kill you young. It will make you 10 years older than you are. It's a bad situation. I want to jabba. I can't take it anymore. I can't, take, I can't face this Goliath anymore. They'll tell their children stories. And dad, did you slaughter Goliath today? Oh, my son, you don't understand. Goliath is not like that. This is a different kind of situation. This is a different kind of trouble altogether. It's a different ball game. It's not like those other warriors. This guy is different. He's 10 feet tall and they will rehearse their woes. Let me ask you, what are you rehearsing in your quiet time? In your midnight hour, when nobody is there, when there's no camp meeting, when there's no shouting together in the service, when there's no Sunday morning service and pastor is preaching and preaching you happy. What are you rehearsing? What's going on? What's going on on your bed when you lay down upon your bed? The psalmist said, I will lay me down upon my bed. I will praise your name upon my bed. I will sing your praises upon my bed. That's the one who believes. That's how to find out if you truly are in faith. If you truly are believing God. That's how you know. Oh, they will rehearse their sorrows to their wife. Say, babe, I may go out tomorrow to face Goliath. I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to become of me. In case I don't come back, <laughs> give my blanket to John. <laughs> give my shoes. In case this sword comes back, give it to John give it to James and they will rehearse their sorrows dress up in the morning with their minds full of torment their minds full of perplexity and go back to Goliath and Goliath will speak to them and lecture them again 40 days and 40 nights somebody say God forbid 40 days and 40 nights he will lecture them morning and evening morning and evening and they will listen and take notes They'll take note of the exchange rate of Naira to dollar. Amen. They'll take note of how there, is no, there are no jobs in the economy. They'll take note of how you don't know what 2023 is going to look like. They'll take note of how the economy seems to be going down. They'll take note of how things are just, it's just one war after the other. They'll listen to Goliath Seminar. Goliath Seminar International, 40 days and 40 nights. They attended every session and they took notes. What are you taking note of, folks? What are you paying attention to, folks? Do you know that in the midst of the grumbling and the complaining, some people are cashing out? I'm not saying the situation is fine. I'm not saying everything is hunky-dory and nice. I'm not saying there is a great outlook, economic outlook for 2023. But listen to me, your economy is totally different from that of the world. 
For my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So you operate in a different climb altogether. They will listen and take notes. Then David shows up with fresh eyes, with a fresh mind, with a fresh fellowship with Jehovah, with fresh insight, a heart full of joy, a heart that is looking for trouble. Let me put it like that. A disposition that is looking for challenges. You see, the spirit of faith is like that. It never backs down from a challenge. It never says, ah, no, not this time. We'll fight another day. It always takes up a challenge to fight. Whether it's a bear that takes one of its sheep, it will run after it. Whether it's a lion that snaps one of its little animals, it will go for it. And say, give me what belongs to me. I'm not going to let go of anything. Listen to me, folks. Don't let go of any of God's promises. It's very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Where is your shout of victory? Amen. Don't let go of any of God's word to you. For no word from God is void of power. Not one. God doesn't have a problem fulfilling his word. He just expects us to find his word and to eat them. And they will turn to rejoicing in our hearts. The time you know that you have really gotten it sorted out is the time you are able to rejoice about that situation. The time you know that you've gotten a hold of truth and now this truth is yours. Is yours. I know this is, we talk about my truth, your truth, that truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one truth. The time you know that you've really gotten a hold of the truth of God's word is when you are able to rejoice over the word you are standing on. There is no flower in the field. There is no harvest in the field. Amen. There is no crop for harvest. There is nothing that looks like anything is happening. It looks like everything is just the same way it was in January. But listen to me. Once you get a hold of God's word, in your heart, it will turn to joy. Why? Because now you truly believe. David shows up. Ooh, full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Word. With fresh insight. He's had an encounter with God. He's had fellowship with God. And then he looks at Goliath. And the first words that come out of his mouth. He said, what will the king do to the man that will slay this guy? <laughs> he had already seen the end, like Pastor was saying. He said, I can see his head off his shoulder. He's looking at 10 feet tall. But he said, this 10 feet tall is already on the floor. His head is up. He said, what is the reward for slaying this guy? What is the reward for overcoming this situation? He said, the, the king is going to give his daughter to the man who slays this Goliath. Because even the king is afraid right now. Just wants this mountain out of the way. Oh, David said, that, that sounds really good. I'm excited. He said, can I go right now? His brother said, what is wrong with you, little man? You don't even have any muscles. You have never been to the gym. And you want to face Goliath? You, know, you can't be serious now. You were sent here to give us bread, sandwiches. Can you go back home and take care of those little animals? He said, oh, no, no. I want the, wife. I want the king's daughter. I qualify to face this challenge. 
listen to me, you qualify to face whatever challenge that is standing in front of you. You say, but I don't have faith. But my faith is not strong enough. But my faith has not grown. I've not had 20 years to build my faith like pastor. Listen to me. You don't need 20 years to build your faith like pastor. Whatever challenge you are faced with now, it's because you qualify to face it, you are facing it. David said, I'm going to have this guy for lunch. <laughs> I'm going to take his head off his shoulder. He said, he started making noise. He started making noise until the king heard. Who is making noise? That wants to face Goliath. I'm the one, sir. He said, you, fine boy, no pimples, two dimples. You've never been to war before. What is wrong? What's wrong with his head? I can cut his head off. He said, king, what is your problem, sir? Do you want Goliath dead or you are looking for somebody that is not fine? Fine boys too can fight. Amen. Do I have any fine boys in the house tonight? Do I have fine girls in the house tonight? It's not about the countenance. It's not about a three-piece suit. There are people who are in three-piece suits, but they are full of the word and full of the Holy Ghost. And the devil doesn't come near them. Because the devil knows that if he goes their way, he's looking for trouble. He's drawing trouble. The enemy knows, ah... See that guy? Tell his demons, don't go there, there. Don't go there. He's not, eh? If you draw, just pinch him small, that's when he will start now. You will now not have rest again. Leave him alone. He'll be wearing his three-piece suit and looking like a fine boy. But he's a complete lunatic, in quotes. <laughs> David was like that. He didn't look like a man of war. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have the physical features. He didn't look like someone that would dare a Goliath. No, he looked like a bread and butter boy, you know, butter. But man, he was full of faith. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And his perspective to life was different. His perspective about Goliath was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he should defy the armies of God. He said, I don't care how tall he is. I don't care how big his muscles are. I don't care if he's Mr. Universe. He's an uncircumcised Philistine. He was talking covenant talk. He was talking the word. He was speaking the language of faith. He was speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. The one that God can work with. Not the one that defeats the purpose before you even start. The one that God can work with. There are words that God cannot work with. There are words that the Holy Ghost cannot work with. But there are certain words He can work with. He can anoint them. He can do something with them. He can turn the situation around. If you will stand up on the inside. Help me look at your neighbor. Say, please stand up on the inside. Be ready for a fight. There is a fight to life. Yeah. There is a fight to life. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. There is a fight to life. There is a fight to, before you have the victory, there must be a fight. Yeah, there is a fight to life. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of God? He said, tonight I'm going to cut off his head and feed it to the beds of the air. His perspective was different about the situation. The armies of Saul, they saw a man that was so big, they couldn't get him down. They said, he's so big, I can't beat him. 
David said, he's so big, I can't miss him. He said, he's too big, he's too big of a target. I can't miss him. He said, is it this big thing that you people are running from? They said, oh, he's so tall, he's so huge, we can't get him down. David said, he's so tall and so huge, he cannot stand on his feet. Perspective is different. Outlook is different. Because there is a man who has found the word and has eaten the word and it has become his joy and the rejoicing of his heart. They saw a problem. David saw an opportunity. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Are you seeing problems? Are you seeing 2023 outlook as a problem? For me, it's an opportunity. I said it's an opportunity for me. I said 2023 is an opportunity for me. It's another opportunity to prove that God's word always works. It's another opportunity to prove that God is faithful. It's another opportunity to prove that God never fails. It's an opportunity to prove that in the land of the living, I will enjoy better. It's an opportunity to prove that in Nigeria, you can succeed and excel. It's an opportunity to prove that you can be at rest in the middle of a storm, in the middle of challenges, in the middle of situations. You can literally go to sleep and sleep so deep that a storm cannot wake you up. What are you seeing? Goliath. Every Goliath is an opportunity. Every Goliath is an opportunity. Every mountain is an opportunity. Every trouble is an opportunity. David said, this guy is sandwich. Look at Caleb and Joshua. The same thing. <laughs> the children of Israel. You know, just like the armies of Saul, they never fought. It wasn't Goliath that defeated them. It was their failure to fight. They never fought. They never lifted a finger. They sat back down. They said, what are we going to do now? Pastor, what are we going to do? Pastor, what are we going to do? Let me talk to my HOD. Let me go for that miracle service. The man of God is in town. What are we going to do now? Goliath is here. We don't know what to do. What's going to do now? Then you join the grumbling and complaining. Instead of just fighting. Help me tell your neighbor, fight. You didn't tell them where. You are doing it as if you are not in Lagos. Fight. Fight now. Ah, fight. Fight. Don't take it lying down. That's what I'm saying. Don't just lie down and say, it's over. It's over. There's nothing. What can somebody do? There's nothing much. It's all over. I mean, we just try. We just keep going to church. We just keep praying. We just keep shouting. But we don't really expect anything. It's, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a religious activity. Fight. Fight. Take a stand and fight. This is harvest time. Don't let the harvest go to waste. This is harvest time. Wake up. This is the time to gather the spoils of war. Oh yes, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He says, now thanks be to God, which always giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. But we cannot sit down at home and do nothing. We must go out and get the spoils. This is the time to gather the spoils. It's harvest time. Woo, it's harvest time. 
I'm seeing sheets of harvest in this place. I'm seeing you gathering the spoils. I will know if you believe God by how you react. I will know. It's harvest time. It's not sorrow time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. The fields are ripe. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. The harvest is now. Now is harvest time. Oh, God said, go in up at once and possess the land. For I have given it to you. That's what he said to them about the promised land. He didn't say, I will give it to you. He didn't say, I'm about to deliver it to you. He didn't say, something is about to happen. He said, I've given you the land. Go up at once and possess it now. It is yours for the taking. Woo! The land is yours for the taking. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Oh, you didn't hear me. The jobs are yours for the taking. The opportunities are yours for the taking. The businesses are yours for the taking. The kids are yours for the taking. The revival is yours for the taking. The money is yours for the taking. The healing is yours for the taking. The promotion is yours for the taking. The progress is yours for the taking. The deliverance is yours for the taking. The increase is yours for the taking. The harvest is yours for the taking. He said, I've given it to you. Go and take it. Oh, they said, we cannot do it. We cannot do it. We cannot do it. Oh, it's such a bad situation. There are giants in the land. There are giants everywhere. They are 10 feet tall. They are so big. We look like grasshoppers before them. And that's how we look in our own eyes. We're so small. They're so big. We're so small. We're so little. I mean, those that are against us are more than those that are with us. And then they... They crumbled without a fight. They never fought. They died out, the entire generation, because they refused to fight for what was theirs. They refused to step up to it. They refused to say, no, in spite of the giants in the land, I believe God. I don't know all the answers. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't understand all the intricacies and details. I don't understand the economic details they're talking about. But I believe God. I don't know the land I'm going to. I don't have Google Maps to get there. I don't know how long it will take. But I believe God. Do I have anybody that believes God here tonight? I believe God and I'm going to fight. Ooh, I'm going to fight. Ooh, I'm going to fight. I don't know about you, but I'm going to fight. I'll fight for everything that belongs to me. I believe God. I'm not going to let anything go. No, not one part of the spoil is going to waste. The grace of God is not going to be in vain in my life. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I believe God. Oh, I don't know. I'm 100 years old. My wife is 90. And he said, we're going to have laughter. I don't know how. But I believe God. <laughs> I believe God. 
Woo! And those who believe always rejoice. Woo! They are always full of joy. They don't know how. They can't figure it out. But you know what? They believe God. And they know whom they have believed. They know what he's capable of doing. They know what he can do. They know that he is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, will he not do? Has he spoken, will he not bring it to pass? He says, so shall my words be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. I believe God. I don't know about you, but I believe God. And I believe God. I'm going to rejoice because I believe God. I'm going to rejoice because I, I'm just going to rejoice. Woo! I believe God. 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 Oh yes, it's been 14 days of storms. No sunlight. Nothing to show for it that God is even around. It looks like God was on vacation. He said, we haven't seen anything that looks like we're going to make it or we're going to survive or this is not going to swallow us up. Swallow us up. He said, but no one, cheer up, folks. <laughs> Woo, cheer up. Cheer up in the storm. We are the bunch that cheer up in the middle of the storm. We are the people that shout the victory when the walls are still standing. We are the people who rejoice when Goliath is still on his feet because we can see the ends. We have the word of God for it. We can see the end. I believe God. I believe God. God said, go and take that land at once. They said, we can't do it. Woo! Caleb said, what are you talking about? What do you mean we can't take it? He said, look, they saw problems and giants. Caleb said, their, their defenses departed from them. See talk. See, what kind of talk is that? He said their defense is departed from them. Their energy is gone out of them. They don't have power. They only look like something. They are nothing. He said they are bread for us. They are bread for us. It's just sandwiches. Listen to me. No matter the mountains you are facing, it's just sandwiches. It's just sandwiches. Why is it sandwiches? Because you are not comparing yourself in the flesh with your problem. You are just there to introduce Jehovah to that problem. You say mountain, poverty, lack, uh, weakness, sickness, confusion, depression. Say, I would like to introduce you to Jehovah. Have you met him before? <laughs> if it's sickness, say, I'd like you to meet Jehovah, Rapha, the Lord that healeth. 
my physician. Have you met him sickness? You need to meet him because it will change your life. If it's a lack that is staring in the face, you say, I need you to meet the one that owns the cattle upon the thousand hills. Oh, we're not talking about a thousand cattle. We're talking about a thousand hills. Just to think of a thousand hills will give you the idea of how beneficial, how prosperous God is. It's a poverty, lack. I'd like you to meet the one who supplies all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Poverty and lack. I know you've met my job. I know you've met my salary. I know you've met my bank account. But you haven't met Jehovah before. <laughs> Woo! I believe God. I believe God. Money is running my way. Abundance is coming to me. Good measures. Press down. Shaking together. And running over. Glory. Woo, glory. For you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. It's not that my enemies are not there. It's not that there are no challenges. It's not that there are no opposition. But that is what makes the victory sweet. You prepare a table before me. Right in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over. Until the entire dining area is full of wine. The floor is flowing with wine. I'm stepping into new wine. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mr. Poverty and Lack, have you met my shepherd before? Because when you meet him, he will cure you. When God meets poverty, poverty is cured of poverty. He's my shepherd. Caleb said they are bread for us. He said, I don't know what you people are seeing, but I'm seeing bread. I don't know what you are seeing, but I'm seeing opportunities. I don't know what you are seeing, but I'm seeing myself lying in a five-bedroom mansion that used to be owned by a giant before. But now I've taken possession of my possession. For upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. From the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violent. And the violent take it by force. Let there be a fight to what belongs to you. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory. 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 I don't know what you are seeing, but I'm seeing harvest. There's harvest in this house. There's harvest in this house. Woo! Woo! There's harvest in this house. I'm seeing people gathering stuff. I'm seeing you gathering stuff. Woo! There is not even enough room to contain it. Oh, I see you have to change your house. Because now you have too much property. That can fit into the whole house. I'm seeing that happening. It's happening. It's happening. 
Woo! Glory to God. Amen. I'm seeing you changing location. You say, I can't live here anymore. I can't live here anymore. No, I'm bigger than this now. I'm bigger. I'm bigger than this. He has enlarged my tent. He has lengthened my cords. He has expanded my territory. Your territories are increasing. Listen to me. A new level of comfort is coming into this house. Glory to God. I thought you would be glad about that. Glory. Glory. A new level of comfort altogether. Amen. Who says you can't fly private jets? Who says you must fly? You must fly second class, third class, toilet seat class. Who says you can't sit up front? Who says when you get on that flight, you, you, you shouldn't go left? You don't have to always go right. Eh? That left side is, is not beyond you. Are you with me? If you don't understand, it's okay. Amen. You can go left. Amen. You can be asked, what do you want? Not take your rice. Take, take it. Take your jollof rice. If you don't want jollof rice, there's nothing else for you. You can be treated with courtesy. You can be surrounded with favor as with a shield. My God, opportunities are coming your way. Who says you must suffer and always end Naira? Who says so? Who says you can't end dollars? Ah, you didn't hear me. I know. You say so. Who says you can't mention the salary you want to earn? Who says six, six figure cannot hit you every month? Six figure, six figure, six figure every month. Who says you can't have property in New York? Who is limiting you? Who is stopping you? What is stopping you? Do you really believe God? Say, I believe God. And it will be unto me according to his word. Now shout for joy. Yeah. Glory. Woo! Glory. Glory! Woo! Woo! Glory! Let's do it one more time. One more time. Glory. Woo! Woo! Glory! Thank you, Lord. The church is in its finest hour. We are a victorious bunch. I say we are a victorious bunch. We are a healthy bunch. We are a prosperous bunch. We're a spiritual bond. We know how to pray and get answers. We don't get no from heaven. We always get a yes from heaven. We are victorious. We are full of life. We are full of zest. We are full of energy. We are full of vigor. We are full of vitality. We are full of joy. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Let's shout.
shout again for victory. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Your words were found. And I did eat them. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Your words were found and I did eat them. I don't chop well well. I know say you don't chop well well for this house. Listen to me. Now it is time for harvest. It is time for harvest. I didn't cook it up. I didn't think it up. It came to my heart. It is time for harvest. Bountiful harvest. Woo! Bountiful harvest. Woo! Bountiful harvest. You know, that is his word to us this night. He said harvest, right? So we found harvest and we eat it. We take that word and we put it inside. Then we rejoice over it. Yeah. Let it settle in your heart. It's not time for losses. No, 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 no. It's not time for losses. It's not time for losses. It's not time for retrogression. It's not time for depression. No, it's time for harvest. It's time for harvest. Your words were found and I did eat them. And they were unto me my joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name. N-E-T. You may sit down if you want. If you can find your seat, it's okay. But I know it won't be long. You'll be on your feet again. N-E-T says, one translation, N-E-T says, it says, as your words came to me, I drank them. He said, I drank them. He says, then what happened? He says, and they filled my heart with joy. You see, one of the main proofs of believing God is joy. One of the main proofs that what God has said, I literally believe it, is that you will have a joy, a radiance about you. You will be out to go get it done like Caleb and Joshua. You will literally, quote and unquote, be looking for trouble. Because you know that every trouble is dessert. You know that trouble is sandwich. Say, are there no more giants around? Because I want to eat sandwich. Because trouble to you is sandwich. <laughs> People are seeing trouble. You say, trouble? Is that trouble? Did you, call that, did you call that depression? Did you say that's economic downturn? It's not economic downturn. Is economic upturn for me. He says, that's his word. We see, when we find his word, and people of faith, and we are people of faith, we must be careful about this, that we don't get too, we don't get too mechanical, and we don't get too, uh, what's that word now? Too straight, and too dry, and too... I don't know. What's that thing? Like, uh, to the way you are looking at me right now. <laughs> that we are not too square and too straight and we are measuring how many, how many minutes I've made confession 
and I'm measuring how many times have I said it. And you can just be eating. I can imagine David walking into that crowd, eating a baluma or something. And you say, who is that guy? He says, Goliath. He say, that idiot, his name is Goliath. He say, when did he make his confession? I say, I don't know. Maybe he made it at home. But you see, he had an attitude. We ought to have an attitude. A rudeness towards the devil and his works. Just be rude to the devil and his works. Say, I'm just rude to poverty. I don't send you. I know they look your face. He just had a rudeness about him. Say, I'll kill this guy. Say, ah, calm down. Be coming down. When you start speaking like that, you have an attitude to your faith. It's the spirit of faith. Faith has a spirit to it. And the spirit of faith is that it never backs down. It never cowers. It it's never loses its joy. It never backs down from a trouble. It always looks for, it runs through a giant. That's the attitude of faith. And we are a people of faith. I said we are a people of faith. Amen. In closing tonight, the word of God says to us, not that we have dominion over your faith. Nobody has control over your faith. And we control how you live your faith life. For the judge shall live by his faith. For he says that we are helpers of your joy. <laughs> one of the main things we must do for one another is to help one another's joy. Amen. Why? Because the joy of the Lord. Because when you start getting into joy, you really start getting into believing. They work together. And you know, the Holy Ghost can move when there is joy. I have never met a sad Holy Ghost. Sad Holy Ghost. I've never met a depressed Holy Ghost. If there's depression and sorrow and worry, it's not Holy Ghost. If it's the Holy Ghost, <laughs> it's the oil of gladness. He anoints you with gladness. Amen? <laughs> he anoints you afresh with gladness tonight. So you can get your strength back. So you can go for it. So you can fight for it. So you can believe God standing strong. Oh, not that any small wind that blows, you are tired. You are falling ill again. Any small thing that happens, you are depressed. You say, oh, what is all this? Can somebody have a break? I don't need a break. I've got the Holy Ghost. You tell the devil, bring it on. Is this the best you can do? You just be rude to the devil. You just be rude to his works. You just take his work lightly. That's the attitude David had. He said, who is this uncircumcised idiot? Who is this dog? He said, who, who is this guy? He said, ah, don't let anybody hear you. Don't let him hear. Don't let Goliath. He said, shut up. Don't let him. He said, no, he's just an idiot. Just being rude to the devil. Imagine Caleb calling the giants in the promised land. He said, they are just sandwiches. They're just bread and butter for us to eat. What do you do with bread and butter? You eat it. Will you be sad if you have bread and butter right now? If we send, send, serve sandwiches in church tonight, how many people will be depressed? <laughs> you know, he said these are sandwiches. 
You know, something that other people take so seriously as if the end has come, you just say, this is just potatoes. That's what the message translation says. It says they are just potatoes. Just potatoes. Who is afraid of potatoes? Someone say, I'm just going to be rude to the devil. Because he's under my feet. I can be rude to the person under my feet. Yes, you can be rude to his works. When he brings his greatest challenges, you just laugh at them. Yeah, just be like God. When they gathered against God and is anointed in Psalm 2, the Bible says, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. You know, there's a time, you know, that's not really a good time to laugh. If you are, if you are thinking. Yeah? And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you don't need to think too much. Amen? Jesus said, is any man thirsty? Let him come to me and think. No, he says, let him come to me and drink. So sometimes you just get drunk in the Holy Ghost and lose your senses. Yeah. Because if you think too much, your blood pressure will go up. But if you drink some, your blood pressure will come down. You need to drink. Let's get drunk in the Holy Ghost. We drink in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I don't know the answer. Yeah, you don't. Listen to me. God never expected us to figure it all out. He just wants you to drink sometimes. You just drink and trust Him. Yeah. You just get your medication, your Holy Ghost medication, and get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Get filled afresh. Get refreshed. In spite of everything that the devil has done, you come out laughing. The Bible says, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. He will look at all the works of the enemy and all his plans and all his trouble and how he divided heaven by a third and took a third of the angels and how he, he took Adam and Eve and how he took the whole of the world and he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Woo! Laugh. Ha! get intoxicated say I don't care I give no care I don't give a hoot about what the devil is doing because I know him whom I believe I know his word never falls to the ground I know he's not a man that he should lie not the son of man that he should repent has he said will he not do it has he spoken will he not bring it to pass I can drink and just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I can literally drink away my sorrows in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's who we are. We are people who go to sleep even when we are in chains. And we are in the innermost prison. And it looks like it's over. They are going to kill you tomorrow. Well, the kind of people that wake up at midnight and pray and sing praises to God. And then the prisoners will hear us. Everybody around hears you when you are full of joy. Yeah. The psalmist said it like this. And I'm, I'm not teaching much this morning, this evening, but I believe the Holy Ghost is teaching you what you need to hear. He said, I rejoice at your word. 
as one that has found great spoil. <laughs> He said, the money is not yet in my account, but I found your word for it, and it becomes my joy and the rejoicing of my heart. In other words, your word is as sure as a 10 million naira credit. Alert. I know if you got 10 million naira credit, alert for everybody in church now, there will be real rejoicing. But if I said that my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Woo! Glory! The psalmist said, I rejoice at your word as if the money has hit my account. I cheer up once I find your word. That is all I need. I put it inside. I eat it. It becomes my joy. It becomes the rejoicing of my heart. I put aside the trouble. I know it is done. Amen. That's how to take God's word. That's why Brother Hagin always says, it is the word of God that you rejoice about that will work for you. It's because it is really the one that you believe that you rejoice about. If you're not sharing about it, you don't really believe it yet. It may hit you at 1 a.m. tonight. I don't know. It may hit you. <laughs> Woo! It may be 2 a.m. You jump up from your bed. Say, Woo! Woo! I got it now. Now it is mine. I've laid hold on it. So when you are coming to church tomorrow, you are coming with shoulder pads that doesn't exist. You say, why are you bugging like this? You say, I found this word. Now I've taken it. I've eaten it. I've drank it. Now it has become my joy, the rejoicing of my heart. I'm only waiting for the physical manifestation of it. I'm no longer worried about that situation. Amen? Do I have one believer in the house tonight? Believers are rejoicers. Believers are rejoicers. Believers are rejoicers. If you truly believe God, let's give him some praise and rejoice and cheer up and cheer up some more and cheer up a little bit more. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. His mercies endure for Let's say it one more time. For the Lord is good. His mercies endure. Now let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Come on, do it some more, do it some more, do it some more, do it some more, do it some more.